You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We and the loudest bottle shake uh crinkling in the world <laughs> right <laughs> look look guys i struggled a little bit and obviously struggling around you guys is not where you want to be because you're not the uplifters that y'all need to be yeah come on now that's 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 called great friends isn't it <laughs> <laughs> hey you know uh we normally kick off this with how was your weekend but I have a very important video I want to jump straight to because Superman himself was caught taking on three random hoodlums. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call them. Did y'all see the video of Cam Newton, quote unquote, getting jumped? I only and saw it, what you sent me. Yeah, I, I saw the one video, but I don't, I don't understand. There's no context or anything. And it didn't take off like I think they thought it was going to take off. It was, it's, it's kind well, of been really well, you got to think piece. time is trying to make it take off more than what it uh, actually I don't know. is. It was trending number one on Twitter. That was the whole reason I saw it, or X, I should well, say. The problem is, like, can you give context? And then my biggest issue is the two videos that you sent, people are making, oh, he manhandled these people. He literally just controlled them because he's bigger than them. These kids were tiny, and he just – Picked him up like I would do D'Angelo. Like, whoa, it's not whoa, like it's whoa, anything whoa, crazy. <laughs> but y'all, everybody's losing their mind. This is this is where I have a problem, Gary. I, I have a problem with the fact that you're saying that those kids are tiny, but they're average human beings. Yeah, okay? Exactly. And me and Cam so, Newton aren't. So, so it's not special. We, 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 it is special. It is very To see another grown man toss and, and control and completely annihilate other people. But he didn't it's, annihilate it's anybody. He didn't hit nobody. All he did was grab them. No, that second angle. That second angle where he tosses that one guy. He never threw a bad. punch. Is what I'm saying. That's he just held him. I can throw people like that too. Like that's not like it's anything special. Like the thing is, when you sent me the pick, the video, the meme of Kane going through the ring and just knocking everybody out. That's what I was expecting to see. Not some, oh, I'm going to grab you and just drop you over here. That's not special. Like, that doesn't, you're bigger than them. I expect that. Like, that shouldn't be anything that surprises people. But people will lose their mind. Oh, man. He should. He was twice the size of the people. I'm, 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 but th- that's, that's, the, that's not the only thing that goes into it, Gary. That's not the only thing that goes into it. Not only, we, this is why we're so surprised and we're so shocked. Okay, one. Why the hell is anybody trying to fight Cam Newton? Well, that's what I said. I don't want to know the context. It's time exactly. to know the context. So, so the fact that anybody's trying to fight Cam Newton absolutely blows people's mind because he's known for trying to d- dive into the fashion world. He's not a rapper out here that hey, that, that, that shot people. I'll give I'll give some credit to his fashion. His hat never moved. Oh, his hat <laughs> never moved. It did. It never moved. It never moved. Right. But so uh so my, my, my thing is, Gary, is everybody's shocked because, okay, it's Cam Newton. He played the quarterback position. Yeah, he's a big guy, but he wasn't known for being the strongest guy. He wasn't known 
at, at the position that he played. So to toss people around the way that he tossed people around, it's impressive. One. Two, why is Cam Newton tossing people around? And three, Gary, and this is the most important out of the three, he shouldn't be tossing people around because he's way too famous to be doing these things. He's not a rapper. He doesn't have beef with anybody. Like, this is one of those, like, what the hell is happening? It looked like some kids was clout chasing, Gary. That's what it looked like they were doing. They were clout chasing, and and Cam corrected them. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, but again, it doesn't surprise me. Cam is, he's not, he's 6'6", he's probably 240. He's not a small dude. 6'5", 240. Like these other kids were, other, I don't know if they're kids or whatever they were. They looked like they might have been 5'10". They, were, they were grown men. They were grown men. Yeah, but it looked like they're 5'10 next to him. So like, it doesn't surprise me he's able to throw them around. Yeah, but D'Angelo looks like he's four foot next to you. Well, and I can throw D'Angelo around. Like that's the thing. It's like I can literally pick D'Angelo up. We've seen in D'Angelo's pool. I can pick him up and throw him in the pool. No issues. Like it's not an. And D'Angelo's two twenty. I don't know if he's he's by two fifteen. Whatever he is, but he's bigger than those guys (laughs) are. And I can throw D'Angelo like that. So like it doesn't surprise me that Cam can do that. But everybody's it's, losing their mind like it's a surprise. I don't it's, understand it's not, that. It's not, it's not that we're surprised that he can do that. We're surprised that he did that. Uh, well, we, I would expect him to do it if you're getting jumped. Gary, Gary we're, we're, we, we need circumstances, Gary. We, we need, the, we need context. What's, our, what's the context? You got any context? We, we, we need context because what, right now, you know, it, it looks like the cam went to a, uh, uh, an event and some kids just – was talking crazy and was hoping that Cam would bite and he bit and they bit off more than they could chew because, you know, Cam Newton's been known for, for laughing at kids and stuff like that at events and, 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 and having a good time. And I, that's the reason why I said I need some context. Cause if, if Cam is completely in the clear and I know the X will let you know, the X will let you know if, if the X will let you know, the cam is tossing people around. The ex also gonna let you know context of it because it was somebody there ear hustling that want to be the first one to come out with the story so they can get the clicks and the views. So, Tom, you got any context? Yes, yeah, I, I haven't been able to find uh, what what it was, but from my understanding, it's, it's some people that are like, uh, I don't know, maybe internet celebrities. Maybe like social media guys, but to me the bigger point here is is just like shows you professional athletes are a whole different world, especially football players. Because you know it's like you know people try to play Cam Newton like oh you know you dress like Miss Medea out here whatever whatever and and like he just like you said it's not it's not that he you know decked three dudes and knocked them out a lot cold but like. He tosses one. He's holding one while fighting off the other one with one arm. And it's just like three grown men can't can't corral. And then somebody said in his hat in every move, just like y'all said. And it's just it's just a reminder to to, to regular folk stop trying to play with these professional athletes, like especially from the sidelines, because you're going to get messed it, up. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Tom. It has nothing to do with athletes. Stop playing with these people out here, man, that have names because you never know what they have on their minds. You never know what they have in their background that you may not have picked up, and you never know what they have on themselves. 
If he'd have had security there, Gary, it would have been really bad. Well, a prime example is uh, my buddy was watching the UFC fight on Saturday, and he was, like, watching the flyweights, which is, like, 150, I think. Wait, I don't know what the weight class is. He's like, Gary, how's it know? How's it feel to know that if you're standing next to this guy and you got in a fight, he's beating the crap out of you? I'm like, a little, a little emasculating, <laughs> but it's true. Like, I'm not gonna beat up a professional fighter. Like, that's just, I don't care if I'm much bigger. Yeah, I can try, but they know how to get out of that shit and choke me out. I can't do nothing to stop that. I can try my best, but it ain't gonna be easy. <laughs> like, and that's. And the thing is, you'll never know some of these UFC fighters or boxers that's who they are because they may not be a name for themselves. And then you pick a fight with them, and then they just catch you one, two, you're done. Like, it, it people just, I don't know. It's, I, but again, I will give it uh, the only positive I'll say that came out of this there was no weapons. It was back to the old school hands only, which is, I'd rather have that than weapons being involved. What, what was what was the event? I'm still trying to I don't figure know. out. I, it's a, it, was, it was Cam Newton's. Like seven on seven event, from what I understand. Oh, so it was his. It was his event, and he got the. Oh, that's crazy. I think I don't know that for sure. I'm I'm upset that the staff didn't get there fast enough to even ward off the three people that was there. Now, like now, I'm upset. Now, if it's at his event, I thought maybe he was visiting or passing. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't his. It wasn't his event. It was a seven on seven flag football tournament. And he just happened to have some teams there. Put, oh, put on by his foundation. Okay. Is that I, ju- I just now reading it right now. They said it was put on by his foundation. So you mean to tell me that Cam Newton fought off three guys at his own event and security wasn't there to make sure he was straight? Nobody yeah. came to his aid? His event, his, it's his event. Now that speaks louder than anything else, Ty. Yeah. Well, no. I, well, people did come to his aid. It just happened so quick because the guys, like, it, 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 you know, one of them, the punch, the first punch they got thrown, got thrown like uh, behind Cam Newton's back, and it just, it, it happened so quick. So it's not that there wasn't anybody to come to his aid, but you know, at a certain point, there's going to be a window of space. So, so they keep saying, um, come look at this article, and they keep saying. He was jumped by where is it at? Where is it at? TSP. Yeah, who the heck is TSP? Like, but they don't tell you who that is. They just say TSP. Like, I know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who these people are. If you're gonna do an article, at least tell us TSP crew is. I have no idea. Whoever this news, whoever wrote this, you did a terrible job. Gary, why are you upset that they didn't do your? They didn't. You didn't. You didn't. They didn't do go, their. They know you're right. They didn't do their job. They because didn't. If you're going to report job. on it. You need to tell us who who they are. Not no, just you did some do additional research. Somebody, That's all that was, Gary. But Monty, but Monty Jones tweeted, "What is a TSP crew?" And the top comment is taking several punches. Apparently, <laughs> TSP. <laughs> no, but apparently they're a performance training. Yeah, top shelf performance. Which is an eighteen and under national seven on seven program. That's what their Instagram bio reads. I'm, I'm, and what I'm saying is, it's, uh, it's kind of like an AU uh, thing where guys take in little brother type characters. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify. Where guys charge kids right, to right. come do this so they can make money. 
Yes, right, that right, is right. what it. We, let's get it right. It's, they're not doing it for free. It'd right. be different. It'd be more commendable they were doing it for free, but they're charging these kids, thinking the, and telling the kids they're going to get seen and noticed more. When more than likely they're not. Colleges aren't looking at seven on seven tournaments. I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't give you the basis of a player. But yeah, I mean, uh, they're going to have to. TSPL is going to be the new new name of their crew because they took one. <laughs> I can't okay. handed it to them yesterday. But, but here, here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And I I want to make sure we understand this because I this is very similar. Uh, and I want you guys out there that's listening, men and women, everybody that's listening to this podcast has been fans of ours for quite some time. What happened to Cam Newton yesterday is very similar to Will Smith walking on stage and slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. Like, this is one of those things that, as athletes, we hate for it to happen. Run into some kids and have to fight kids because this is the very group of people that we're trying to help and encourage to be in the spots that we currently are or was in depending on where you are in your career so this is this is very concerning because these were kids this is the youth that we're trying to reach and now because these guys have taken that swing it can mean way more than that because now you know athletes all over stop stop trying to help camps and stuff you see what i'm saying so now this could be this could be very detrimental to that community but, but it may not time. be the kids like he said it could have been yeah, actual people that do. run the yeah it was the people uh, who run it yeah they probably didn't like that uh cam was clowning that their team was trash or something like that but that's probably was, what it was it's still the same the same uh, correct why would i want to go and support right. this when i have these people that they just do all this crap because they can't handle a little criticism and that's also but, hey, a bad role model for the kids, too, because they're obviously showing the kids, hey, if you don't like what somebody says, if that's what happened. We don't actually know the true story because it hasn't been released yet. But if it was just talking, hey, oh, you can't handle that. Just go fight. That's just not something to teach kids either. And I've, I've heard you guys say this, that uh, the NFL locker room is a completely different world than the regular world, especially when it comes to cracking jokes on people. Uh, and- people just don't under- understand if – if people actually heard how the locker room is, every NFL player would get canceled. Yes. Yes. But it's it's a safe place. We all just hang out with each other and yeah. we rip on everybody and there's no boundaries and nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. And that and that's all. why it's hard. Well, again, this is something me and D have talked about multiple times. That's why it's hard when you're in a regular relationship. As D has explained when he went on Good Morning Football, people can't handle the jokes flying at you like that because they're not used to that. That's normal for us. So that's all oh, we do. Man. You always got to be prepared, ready to throw that next punch. Because if you're not, then every, then then you get looked with egg on your face in the locker room, and everybody's ripping on you even more now. You got to be I, ready at all times. And just just for the record, that interview, I still blame Gary and all my close friends for that. Because I still had no idea that anybody was upset. <laughs> that whole, I like I, I had no idea. I but again, and you shouldn't. That's I, the thing. I had no idea that they were really upset. I was like, I was trying to shake their hands after, and they wouldn't. I was like, bro, they wouldn't even shake my hand. I, I, I because I'm so used to being attacked by my friends and just defending myself, it just came natural. I was like, 
But and, again, I don't think there was anything wrong with what you said. If if you can't, if you don't want to, if you don't want a legit, honest answer or ribbon back, then you can't. Then you shouldn't be asking questions to those type of people that do that. Like I know Marshawn Lynch. We, me, and you both know Marshawn Lynch. He does all these commercials and everything. There's so much that probably goes on that they're not putting in, but everybody's good with it because they know it's Marshawn. They know what right. to expect. D's yes. able to at times put on a face for him when it comes to the charity. Like he doesn't joke as much because it's to charity stuff. So I guess that's what they think they're getting versus the normal D who's joking around all the time. And I think that's uh, that's yeah. the, like people just don't understand. Like uh, when you're, it's just normal. Like you're trying, you're talking to guys about football and stuff like that. You're gonna go back to your joking and joking on people, especially when somebody thinks they know more than you when they've never played the sport. It's a whole other aspect. Yeah, it, that was so bad, bro. Because I, like, I had no idea, Gary, completely oblivious. Because I was like, I I felt like I was at the table with y'all. We just had a good session like come through or jokes and stuff and i was like all right man and like there was a couple people that called me and was like man i saw it in your eyes you had no idea <laughs> you're fine i could tell i mean i could tell and you know <laughs> and, uh, oh man i just remember the amount of people that messaged me and were like man i thought your boy d was cool what, what's that about and i'm like bro i when i put when i say this he didn't even. He didn't even know that. No clue. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> because they don't know how we are, Tom. You constantly have to defend yourself when we're around each other because the jokes fly. That you got to be really quick on your feet. In order to be really quick on your feet, you got to be thinking of your next joke. So I was just thinking of my next right. joke. Like, oh man, this is so fun. Like, oh man, they throwing jokes back. Like, this is amazing. And I never once looked at their face because I was thinking about my next joke. If you pause in this industry or in this world, you got like, ah, we got you. So I was making sure I didn't have any pauses. So I was really in my bag. And by the time I came out of it, it was, yeah, yeah. Because you have to be, because if he doesn't, he knows it's going to keep coming. Ah, yeah. And that's the thing is I think I think you could tell that Nate Burleson knew that because he 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 he's been there, whereas you know the other guys hadn't fully been there, which is kind of what you were speaking to <laughs> in general. But you know uh, that, that yeah, was funny. But anyways, I, yeah, I <laughs> the biggest thing is it's when people that or say they're professionals are talking about something that they're not a professional in, and they don't like when they get corrected. Speaking of, did y'all see the uh, video that New Orleans Pelicans dropped about uh, Stephen oh, A. Smith? Hilarious! <laughs> um, Kudos I, to them. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something that I I'm starting to not be a fan. I've I've always not been a fan of it, but um, but for some reason, like the the older I get, the more and more it bothers me. So. Stephen A. Smith can say something about a basketball team or somebody on a basketball uh, team or a whole team, and that entire team attacks him for doing his job, right? But then, like, if his job is to report the news and your team is doing bad, then how are you, like, who are you to attack me for doing the job that I'm supposed to do, one? And then, two, like, why would you even attack my NBA career? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, he didn't have an NBA career. 
Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, why would you attack my NBA stats? I, I'll, I'll give you a case in point. Bill Belichick right now, if Bill Belichick was to question anything about football, we would all have a problem with it. I mean, we wouldn't have a problem with it. If, if Bill Belichick, because he's won so many championships, he didn't play the game himself, but he knows what he's talking about because those, are so, those championships are associated with him and his team. So he has a higher voice. But now if we get a guy in here that does not win football games and does not get it, get the job done, and he says something about a, another person that's getting the job done, then y'all want to compare records. Why, why do you have to compare records and say, oh, like if I say something about Tom Brady, people tell me, shut up, you ain't got seven rings. But a commentator on TV that's never played the game can get up there and say something, and they'll be like, oh, I can agree with that. I so just, it just doesn't make sense. I, I think the, pro, the difference with the Stephen A. one was – He's commenting on Zion Williamson's willingness to play, something he ha- he has no way of knowing. He's just saying it. So the Pelicans are like, you can, you can say what you want, but you're now you're questioning his character, and that's when they defended him. Well, now, hold up now, Gary. Hold up. Shaq said it best now. Shaq said he didn't play until the playoffs came. Now, if that, you got 82 basketball games, Gary. Let's be honest. Let's be honest with each other and be for real. Not every damn body is playing 82 games as hard as they can play. Gary. Oh, I we agree. We all know this. NBA know is terrible this. to watch in the regular season. We, we know this. So what Stephen A. Smith is saying is, in fact, no, true. But he, no, but he's, no, he was calling him, he was talking about, like he called him out for being heavy. Like he was like, oh, his best friend's the chef, all this kind of stuff. Talking about he hasn't had the work ethic. Calling him out individually, not actually like, Carrying in the game, like not wanting Gary, to play. You, you damn right. He, he did what he was supposed to do, and I'm gonna tell you create why conflict. He did. I agree. No, no, he didn't create conflict. He Gary, skipped I'm Bayless. Gonna, Gary, no, he's not skipped he's Bayless. He's exactly you what he disrespectful, is. Disrespectful. He is, and you Bayless. are unbelievable. And I'm not. They're the argue same with you, person. But not, no, no, no. But no, Skip no, Bayless may have a better shoe collection. I'm gonna tell you what the difference is. I'm gonna tell you what the difference is. When Zion Williams came out of came out of North Carolina or Duke or whatever school it was that he came out of. When he came out of, he was supposed to be the next Michael Jordan. He was supposed to be the next LeBron James. He was supposed to be the next face of the league, Gary. He is not the face of the league. So now, because you came in with that hype and you're not living up to that hype, I can now talk about you, Hold Gary. on. I can talk clarify. about you, Gary. Let's clarify. I can now talk who, about you, Gary. Who gave him that hype? Because he didn't give that hype to him. He didn't give himself a nickname. He didn't do any of that. The media crowned him that. He, that you're putting pressure on exactly. somebody that exactly. he had. They have no right to do. But here's the thing, though, Gary. If I can give you that pressure, then I can put that pressure on you. I can take. I can do whatever I want to do. I would because say because I'm the reason why people are watching you in the first place. So like I would you say, say, yeah. I would say yes. If Zion was like, yes, I'm going to be that and gave himself a nickname and all this kind of stuff, then yeah. But Zion just, I'm just playing basketball. I ain't worried about what anybody else says. Like, there's a difference. Like, when LeBron came in, he he gave himself his own nickname. Like, type thing. Like, he knew he was good. No, don't get me wrong. He's backed it up and all that kind of stuff. Zion didn't say a word. He just did what he needed to do. And the media crowned him the next thing since he was 14. Because he was always bigger than everybody. But then he didn't grow anymore. He's literally a small forward height playing power forward center. Well, I mean, he's... He's 6'7". His thing is his health. As if, as yes. if he can stay healthy, he's, he's, he's good. 
Um, Greg you know, Odin. No, he is not. No, no. not even. Close. He's played more than Greg Odin. Greg Odin. Was what's that I make John Morant? Say it again. Was that he said? Was that make John Morant? He's missed two seasons. So I'm gonna tell you who John Morant is as of right now. John Morant right now is. Derrick Rose. That's exactly who he is. That's exactly who he is to the team. Mm-hmm. And it 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 bothers me that that's the path that he's going down. But it could be saved though. Yeah, it's great. really it's really Just don't tough get hurt because, again. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the, here's the problem though, Gary. There's a thin line between getting hurt and not getting hurt. This is the problem. We all love Derrick Rose play when he played those 82 games and got rookie of the year because he played those 82 games hard, Gary. Hard. He played basketball like he didn't have to play in two days. Yeah. We was like, oh, this this is how the NBA should be played. He was going to the paint hard, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, after he'd been hurt so many times, we were just like, dude, he can't play like this. Man, we, he's probably the reason why they had low management, Gary. He's probably the reason why they have low management. Could be. Not not that that, that Spurs team, um, but I'm talking about him because he came in and he played hard, and he proved to you that you cannot play hard for 82 games and make the playoffs and play all them game sevens and, 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 and all that in the playoffs and continue – you can't do it, Gary. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, yeah, he he has the Derrick Rose career right now. But Zion Williams, as sad as what what is that LSU quarterback name that got taken first overall? Uh, Jamarcus Russell. That's who that is. No, that's who Zion is. Zion is actually been Zion's actually been good when he's he played. has. Not Gary. But he's played, he has. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull up the stats right now. Yeah. Right now for you. Gary, if 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 I played in, it's been six seasons, and I played in 38 games, but in them 38 games, I'm averaging 20 or 30 points. You're going to tell me that I'm good? So he's played four seasons, uh-huh. and he played 24 the first year. He averaged 22, 6, and 2. The second year he played 61, he averaged 27, 7, and 4. The third season he only played in 29, he averaged 26, 7, and 5. And then this year, so far, he's played in 46. He's on pace to have his best year playing game-wise. He's averaging 22 and a half, 5 and a half, and 5. What? Yeah, so he's averaging, he's averaged over 28 points every season. Over twenty one, over twenty two every season he's played. He's, so, so two years he's only played in twenty something games. So what's the what? So what's the positive of that, Gary? So I'm saying like when he plays, he's a good player. He's not the outstanding player, but he is a great player. So you, you know who's me, fa- you, you know whose fault it is, LeBron James, because he was supposed to be the next LeBron, and LeBron is the one of the few people that has come out and been able to live up to the expectations that people have set in front of him. Uh, Kobe did. Kobe, Kobe, what, what, Kobe didn't come out with those expectations. Kobe uh, got drafted and traded to a different team and didn't even start. No, but, but the, he did, they did have expectations. No. They said, no, no, because <laughs> he got drafted. No, no, because, you know, he had expectations, not the Jordan expectations, but they were high because he got came out as a high schooler. They're like, it's going to take him a year or two, but he is going to be one of the next big KG, deal. KG. KG was another big one, too. 
KG and then LeBron as far as people that came out and lived up to the super right hype. Away, right away, yeah. Right. <coughs> Not, well, Kobe saying, had like, the hype, but it wasn't. They, they said it's going to be a year or two because he didn't go to college. And it took him a year or two, and he blew up. So I'm saying so, that Zion came out with the LeBron level expectations. So, so time. Kobe in his prime, LeBron in his prime. Who you taking? Well, this, why why is he the question? question. We already know what he's going to say. This is not even a question. I'm I'm taking LeBron over anybody in their prime. All right, I'm not I'm not I'm not getting on LeBron talk because okay okay this, this, so, he he is on the part of the brainwashed so we don't okay need to talk about so LeBron. so Tom I got a question for you if if D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage was still in college and you had just purchased the new NCAA football game would you pick the louisville losers and throw the ball to gary or would you pick the memphis tigers and hand the ball off to d'angelo williams my question is is one which one do you think would have spent all that nil money and two (laughs) who do you think would have been the best gamer of the two with their own team, him playing with Loserville and me playing with Memphis. And then, okay. l- 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 let me let me add some input to that. This is easy. Uh, let me add some input before you give your thing. Also, one would have cost a lot more nil to use on the team. Other would have been free to use. Um, and which which one are you trying to actually go to a national championship with? Because there's there's a big difference between the two. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> so, what you trying to say? <sighs> So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Louisville is probably going to be the better rated team. But if if I am someone that is a fan of Gary Barnage and D'Angelo Williams, I'm using D'Angelo Williams' team because he's going to be the better player. And I'm like stats wise, he's going to be rated higher. And what's fun about the NCAA games is being able to take your team, whoever take the, your team, the, the, the crappy team, and build them up. <laughs> Louisville's already up there. They can't you know be I'm saying, but what, whoever your team is and making them win. Like for me, it was Carolina growing up when Carolina was terrible in football and making Carolina the national championship. So that's that everybody's saying. why you would pick Memphis over Louisville because right. So I, pro- I probably I probably would have picked Memphis over Louisville. Secondly, neither one of y'all is spending y'all's nil money. <laughs> We know that. Well, for one, I'm not getting nil money when I was in college, so that wasn't going to happen. (laughs) And then, lastly, I have to give Gary the uh, the the edge on the gaming side of it, who I think would be best on their team. Yeah, he would definitely whoop my ass (laughs) for sure. That's my analysis of that question. So are you excited about the NCAA coming back out, man? I didn't even know it disappeared. I don't even know. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't one of these that like was super hyped about it every year. I mean, I played it. I did the my player. I thought it was cool when they added the feature where you could move your player to Madden afterwards. But I wasn't one of those that was like super. Ex- I was more of a basketball um, fan. Like you know, the game. Obviously, Carolina's basketball team has been way better. So I was more of a the NCAA hoops, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, almost like cult following of the game and are excited that it's coming back. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Are you guys going to be bringing up the topic as far as what kind of payment these players should be getting for? Yeah, so for me, I'm super excited about the game. Uh, I am one that have been playing the game since I was in the game in college, and D'Angelo was in the game. So uh, now, granted, we were in the game, but we weren't in the game in air quotes because they can't have our names, all that kind of stuff. Our jersey numbers were there, and our position was there. But I, I still have those games that I was in. Um, and it was a game I played all the time with my friends. So we'd start dynasties. And we'd all have teams, like you said, time. We'd pick a one-star team and try to get them to a five-star program. And we would just keep playing, recruiting, and keep playing the games like that. So it's a lot of fun. And I think this year, uh, when it actually comes out, I've already made my mind up. I'm going to run a triple option offense. I've never done that in any NCAA game. And I am going to be the Navy aspect of offense where I'm just going to be triple option. You got to stop me and be gap, uh, gap integrity, uh, which is going to be a lot of, go ahead. Gary, I fucking hate people like you. Okay. (laughs) I really do. That is the worst offense to watch. Watching Georgia tech and Navy and, and all these other programs that run the triple option where they literally throw the ball four or five or six times a football game. Granted, we like the fact that you're shortening the game, but it absolutely sucks. Oh, I agree. From a it's high powered offense. It's standpoint. terrible watching, but it's hard to stop in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It, 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 it is. It's hard to stop. But the, the biggest thing, though, Gary, is how much time it takes because you get. Oh, one, I got to practice. Two. Yeah, I have to practice that because, like, for me, like, if you're. There, there's so many mistakes you can make because you got to make the right read every play. If you don't, it's negative yards. So, like, but, that puts a lot of work on me, but I like that. But here's the thing, though. It's not a lot of work because a, a lot of people that are really good at Mad Gary does not play football and don't know concepts. Well, So the, you're you're over the top when it comes to that. In terms I'm, I'm of glad food. you brought that up. Uh, you want to talk about the pro players of Madden. Uh, I hate watching uh, Madden Bowls and stuff like that is because – they put a scheme together that just manipulates the defense and the and the uh, on offense. So they'll run like six plays, and one of those six plays is going to be open every time because it manipulates the defense. And then they use the same. Everybody uses the same defense, and they use all these adjustments that manipulate the defense to make it hard for the offense. They're not actually playing the game. They're literally trying to just confuse the AI, and that's how they score. I despise it because it's not football. They're literally just manipulating the way the AI works and trying to take advantage of it versus actually playing the game. When I play Madden, I tell every, all my buddies when we play, I will sit and cover three 90% of the game. Beat me. That's all I do. I'm not blitzing you. I very rarely change it. Occasionally I'll change the man, but I'm going to sit and cover three and make you have to work to get down the field, and I think you're going to make a mistake. That's how I play defense. I don't try to change anything and confuse people. I have confidence in my stick skills. I will beat you playing without having to rely, rely on glitches and manipulating the AI. And that's how it works. What's your Madden record, Gear? Go and throw it out there and let these people know. Or your uh, NCAA well, record. In the last six Madden seasons, I've been playing with my buddies. Like, we're literally in year six right now in this current gen of Madden. I have won five Super Bowls. 
So, and I, I was just on a, what is it? Uh, I was just on a 40 game win streak before I lost yesterday. So, oh, someone took down the king. The computer did on a Hail Mary. <laughs> because the thing is I change the sliders and that's another thing. I'll change the sliders and make them hard, super hard as possible for me and easier for the computer. So it's a, a challenge. I don't just play on normal. I don't play on pro play on all man. Then I manipulate the sliders and I make it really hard because I'd want a challenge. I don't want the game to be easy. Yeah. But, sound like uh, I, I play with, on normal. Am I excited about the game coming back? Yes. I'm excited about NCAA coming out, which is not instead of it's EA. College. Who's on your cover? Oh. Who's on your cover, Gary? Ooh. Who's on your cover of NCAA? Um, Who's on your cover time of NCAA? I'm, I quite naturally, I'm putting, I'm putting the Sanders and his boys on there. I'm putting Deion Sanders and his boys because there's no other family right now that's running college football other than D. Sanders. You can't name a bigger story, Gary. Can't name a bigger story. You can't put Michigan on there because he just left and went to the pros. So who else do you have left? Well, you, you I think Jordan, Georgia's quarterback you could throw up there, but. I think I, I think for the inaugural edition, you, you do a throwback to somebody like Johnny Manziel. No. Some, somebody, Johnny Manziel was huge. In college football, I think you throw it to like one of the old school guys. If you're gonna throw that up for the old one, like old, like how, like old school, like I'm saying somebody that, old school. No, I'm saying somebody that that the game was gone like Lamar Jackson during their reign, like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but John Manziel was even bigger than Lamar Jackson in college. Better stats was Lamar. Oh. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying he no, wasn't better. About- I'm just there saying, was, as far there as there's no player ever bigger than Tim Tebow, I so know, it doesn't I matter. Agree, Tim Tebow no, but so Tim Tebow, they had to... they had a game, they had the game during Tim Tebow's time in Florida. Okay, okay, yeah. So I'm saying you you do a special edition with somebody that would have been a cover athlete, the greatest NCAA player of all time, Michael Vick. No, because he wasn't that good on NCAA. Adrian what? Peterson was unstoppable. On NCAA, Gary, you get not Oklahoma. Reg- not Reggie Bush. As a freshman, I've had Oklahoma. I had I was in Oklahoma and I played. You couldn't tackle the guy as a freshman. Gary. Like he was un. It was Bo Jackson from Tecmo Bowl. It was Gary. unstoppable. Best college, best college player on any college game was Adrian Peterson. Gary. I'm you think, Michael Vick, his first two years at Virginia Tech, he was good. But he blew up his junior year and then senior year. The, like Adrian Peterson, his freshman year, he was dominating. I, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, Gary. Totally understand everything that you're saying. But they're also not going to put Michael Vick on there just because of all. Well, they may, they wouldn't yeah. put Adrian Peterson because of all the drama either. But yeah. Does, should Reggie Bush get his Heisman back? Yes. No. Yes. Why do you say no, D'Angelo? Because at this point, like... If I'm him, I say, no, I don't want it back. At at this point, I've been fighting for so long that now if you gave it back to me, like, what is that? I, I I haven't been able to enjoy any of the residuals from winning it. So what's the point in you giving it to me now? It's just an award now. 
But back in the days, it was financially fulfilling because when you won the Heisman Trophy, it translated into dollars. Well, he didn't get those dollars because he was under a scandal. And in well, no, apparently case, he was already getting dollars. That's why he got taken away. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got more marketing dollars as the Heisman Trophy winner. So the the pan and forward canceled out what he could have got more later is basically what I'm saying. So I think um, one of the issues I have is the fact that they took it away, but the NCAA's own website still has him as the winner of the Heisman Trophy. Which is which is not which is not a bad thing though. You, you, well, no. You gotta, if you're going to take his trophy away, then you should just not. Two thousand and five. <laughs> there's no Heisman Trophy winner. If you took it away, then he shouldn't be on there. If he's on there and you're using his name as a Heisman Trophy winner on the NCAA page, then he should have this Heisman Trophy. But 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 right? that's the thing. That's the thing though, Gary. This is this is very similar to a conversation that I had with a friend. They, also. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but real quick, Johnny Manziel was in NCAA because he was in. He won the Heisman in 2012. The last NCAA game was 14. So Manziel was during the in, the end of the uh, NCAA years. Lamar, Joe Burrow. So here's the ones that won the Heisman that were not: Derrick Henry, Lamar, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Devonta Smith, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels. Those weren't around. Oh, Caleb Williams might get the nod. I think if anything, you give it to Jaden Daniels, who just who who just won it this past year. So who's your first quarterback off the board, Gary? I I'm not a Caleb Williams fan. I think he's going to be a bust. I don't I don't think Jaden Daniels is. I don't like any of the quarterbacks. I don't like Drake May. I don't like Jaden Daniels, and I don't. I'm not a fan of Caleb Williams. I don't think any any three of them. Six years down the road are still going to be starters, franchise quarterbacks for their team. Which one's going to be better out the group, though? I actually like Michael Penix, but I don't think he's a he's not a, fr- a franchise quarterback either. I don't think. I think Penix is a good serviceable Baker High uh, Baker Mayfield style quarterback. He's not going to he's not going to dominate games for you. But he's serviceable. Okay. That's what I would rate him. At. He's not. They're not on Joe. None of them are on Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert's level type of players. So, but they're better. They might be better than Bryce Young. But I, I like Bryce Young coming out of college. So, I'm not a fan of Justin Herbert. He, he, he is the new Philip Rivers. He's going. Also, have a lot of regular season wins and not a lot of playoff wins. Here you go. Perfect player to put on NCAA. No drama. Was in the Super Bowl this year. Christian McCaffrey. He was not in an NCAA game. Well, he might have been because he would have been the year before. But he wasn't as a, as his 2015 year when he got beat by Derrick Henry. Uh, See, low-key, low-key. Gary, Gary just said perfect player put on NCAA. Name's a white person. Yeah. See? We, we were on to you, Gary. We're on to you, Gary. <laughs> we're on well, at to first, you, I Gary. said Lamar to get it correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I – just, And uh, Lamar just won the MVP? Makes sense. I think I think if you're going to go – if you're going to make it recent, you probably have to go Caleb Williams. Um, I think you would go Jaden Daniels, who just won the Heisman. But I'll well, – yeah, I can see that. But then I can also see if you're if you're trying to sell it, 
it's definitely going to be Deion Sanders and some of the Buffalo, you know. Yeah, but then when they go, when they win six games this year, yeah, and ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna care. Ooh, they, you can win six games and go line. to the bowl game. I agree. Gary, Gary, they they fix that offensive line and that defensive line, Gary. You can I'm win six you right games now, and go to a bowl I'm game. I'm telling you, they're going to win over six games. Gary. All right, here. Hey, I'll, I'll take it right now. Gary. I'm they're taking gonna all bets. Over six games. Nope, I don't know nope. why y'all hate hold bro. Hold on, hold on. I don't I'm know why y'all hate $20. Okay. Ooh. Over under is seven. So you think they're going to get more than seven? I think they're I think they're gonna get less than seven. If it's now, seven, Gary, it's we just push. said six. No, no, what I'm saying if they get seven, it's a push. But if they get Gary, more than Gary, seven, make it make it spicy and do six and a half. Make it spicy, do six and a half. Well, I actually <laughs> think they're gonna win seven. Uh, seven or less. I do think they're gonna win seven or less. Well, how about this? Not twenty dollars. Well, let me see it. what their schedule is. Hold on. Let's, let's yeah, do look, this. Look at look at look at their schedule, Gary. What let's do, let's do I, this I do. bet. Let's do this bet. If 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 D'Angelo wins and the uh, Colorado uh, wins, then Gary has to do the old school WrestleMania challenge that newcomers had to do every year, which is go to a store, a thrift store, and let your outfit be picked out by the others. So next year, whoever loses has to have their outfit picked out for WrestleMania for one of the days. At a thrift store, that's more fun than twenty dollars. I don't hate it. But <laughs> looking at their schedule, the, the Angelo hates it. Look at his looking at their schedule, God, it's so easy. Their schedule. So here it is: North Dakota State's their first game. They could lose to a Division two school. Their first game of the season. Um, Nebraska is game two. Colorado State, then Baylor. Then UCF, then Kansas State, then Cincinnati, then Texas Tech, Utah will beat them, then Kansas, and then Oklahoma State. I can see Oklahoma State, Utah beating them. Texas Tech, Kansas up in the air, Kansas State up in the air. UCF's supposed to be good this year. I doubt it though. And I don't I don't trust Nebraska. So like I that could see seven wins from this team. That's why I was saying over under seven seven's a push. And then six would be me, and then eight would be y'all or him. You know, come on, Gary, lock it in, lock it's, it in. It's, no, 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 no. You ain't got to lock it in because I'm gonna tell you something here, and you might not like this. Deion Sanders is so powerful, and what he's done with his coaching year that they extended the college playoffs from 4 to 12. And I almost want to double down and tell you that Deion Sanders is going to make it into the college championship series (laughs) this year. (laughs) I believe in him that much and what he's put together because he didn't lack in the skill position area at all. We all knew that he was going to have a problem in the trenches, Gary. You and I both said this. We talked about it at length. On this podcast and and having private conversations, he has fixed those problems, Gary, in the trenches. So as a result of him, we don't need the the chemistry is not with the O line and with the D line, Gary. That's not where the chemistry needs to be had at. The chemistry needs to be had with the offensive juggernauts as Sanders at quarterback. 
uh, making sure Hunter is out, out there on time. They can play with any skill position player. They had those. They just got their ass kicked in the trenches. And they but fixed those problems. And if as you believe them, that, they're going. If you believe that, then take the eight games and yeah. <laughs> run, run with it. <laughs> you know? I'm not taking the eight games. Well, seven's said, a push. Seven would be a push. It's not a seven. You said six to start this conversation. No, you no. said six. No, I said you seven. said six. No, you <laughs> so let me get this right. D's almost willing to bet that they'll make the, the championship playoff. Because it's you. <laughs> but they you won't take eight wins to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're gonna have to get eight wins to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're gonna need. They're gonna need at least ten to make the playoffs. Right. <laughs> so eight right. shouldn't be out of the realm. I'm, I'm giving you an out at seven is a push. We there nobody owes anything. It's a watch. Jerry, you said you set it off at six. I told you that they were no, gonna win six I think more games. I think they're gonna win six. I actually think they're gonna win seven. But I would take six or less. If we leave sevens the push, because I think sevens what they're probably is their magic number, mm. and then your magic number will be eight. You win, and we'll just, we can bet five. I numbers. got, I got, I got some weeks. I got some weeks to think about it. I got some weeks to think about it. But who is your who is your dark horse this year in college football that you think is going to be the 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 team to beat? I'll go first. I this team is going to surprise a lot of people because they didn't surprise a lot of people last year. They won a national championship. I'm talking about Michigan. They had a lot of transfers, but I think that this coach, Gary, that they had, he won four games with him last year when he was, uh, when Harbaugh was suspended. So I got a lot of faith in this coach holding this team together and still holding them accountable. Their schedule is somewhat favorable. They only got to come up and show up for three or four games. And they can make it back to the natty. So I, I I'm going with Michigan. All right. I'm gonna say uh, you're not gonna like it, but Louisville's gonna make the. I think Louisville makes the uh, the top twelve and makes it into the playoffs. What? They only lost two games last year, and they were at the end of the year. Um, I think they're returning a lot of their players. Um, they got some. They got some transfers in. They they actually had. I think they had the second or third best transfer. Uh, transfers coming in, uh, scout, like scouting wise, they yeah. had the second or third best team in the NCAA with transfers coming in. So I could see them because right now, right, they're projected to be in the top 20 or 20 ish uh, for the start of the polls. So I could see them winning and doing well because their only other challenge really in the ACC is Clemson and Florida State. Florida State lost their quarterback, they don't know what they're doing there yet. And then Clemson hasn't been the Clemson of old. So I don't know who else would be that challenge in the ACC at this moment. So I could see them easily having that opportunity. If you want me to go somebody else, then that's not because it's a homer. I like Oklahoma State. I really like their running back. He may win the Heisman this year. Um, He's really good. Um, He is Barry Anders-esque. And he went, he's at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's that type of player. I think they have a chance to surprise some people. Now, that's the same division as Colorado and Utah. So Utah would be a challenge with them. But I do like Oklahoma State as well to have an opportunity to, to be in the 12. I don't think it can go high. If I wanted to pick a generic one, Oregon. I think Oregon's going to be the number one team at the end of the year. What you got, Tom? This is easy to me. And I know y'all are going to say I'm crazy because they're losing 
who's supposed to be a generational quarterback, but USC is coming next season. And you want to know why? The amount of talent that wants to go to USC to be around LeBron James Jr. and go to school and be classmates with Bronny James is going to be so high. It's going to be a, a higher level of recruiting than oh, Deion Sanders. So just, just to clarify, so you're saying Bronny's going to stay in another year then? He will probably need to stay in another year because uh, of his <laughs> issue with his health. Get out of here. <laughs> but if it weren't for that, he'd probably be in the NBA. I hate but... that <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but my serious one, I'm, I'm going to say Tennessee. Um I, I he just always loses to Florida for some reason, and Florida's yeah. never been good. But so I, Florida's best player, their running back, just transferred to Georgia. So I'm not a huge college football fan, so I'll put that out there. Um, but I really like that quarterback that Tennessee has, the Nico uh, guy. Yeah. yeah, and I just think from what I saw, and you know, obviously Instagram highlights are one thing, and actually doing is another, but he just looks like he's going to be the type of player that could – take a team to the next level. The problem is the SEC is just so strong now that Oklahoma and Texas are in it now. Hey, but is it up for grabs now that Nick Saban's gone? Well, you, well, you still have Georgia, <laughs> who's still the, the cream of the crop in that division. They didn't um, even make the playoffs last year, Gary. Yeah, I know. It's because they lost Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. So that's that's where I go, and I know we're we're getting towards the end of our, our podcast, but I want to ask one thing, and I kind of want to get this take in before we end. So anyone that follows D'Angelo on the social medias, and maybe more so his wife, knows that escape rooms have become the Williams oh, family. Oh, hold on. You just saved his life. I'm not going to let that save. Uh, he thought you were going to talk about that. His wife is the new Uno champion. Oh. And he thought you were setting up for that, and you didn't. Didn't you see his hand going on his face? Yeah. I did. I did. That's exactly where I thought he was going, Gary. <laughs> oh, I saw by your reaction. Yeah. Uh, you, you've ruined it, Gary, because because my, my, my finish line was, well, we just talked about escape rooms, but there's something else that D'Angelo can't escape, and that is the fact that he is now living – with the Uno show. So thanks a lot, Gary. You ruined you yeah. ruined the outro. Thank but yeah, you. So Gary. Go, ahead, Thank go ahead and tell us about that. How is it being the worst Uno player in your house? That 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 that's let me tell you something, Tom. And I, I I've been humble all my life because <laughs> God and liar over here. Whoever you think runs the world and created us. Touched me with more talent and Uno than anybody else in this world, and I've had to bear the, you know, knowing that I That's am the greatest Uno player, dead or alive, right. to ever play this game. Uh, right. Just as many championships as John Cena, just as many championships as Hulk Hogan, just as many championships as the Nature Boy Ric Flair, uh, just as many championships as the Golden State Warriors the Bulls, and LeBron James all combined. I am the greatest Uno player ever. And, I mean... It happens to not be the champion two weeks in a row. I mean, you know... Wow, I mean, you know, it actually, it's actually all coming together for me now, and I realize in your, your humbleness, you allowed your friend that was in town 
Um, yes. Having a hard time, so he had to come visit you because he was feeling lonely out yeah. in his compound in Florida. You let him win before he yeah. left. And to keep things solid at home for the kids, you let your wife win. Yes. Golly, wow. So you, you know, know what? It's you making know, sense what's, now. What's even better, Tom, is I'm a charitable guy. You know that. I, I, they, oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. in my bio. When anybody introduced me to anything, he's a charitable guy. And that was me giving charity to my friend, Gary, really close friend, and to my wife. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you got to make them happy. Just for reference, because everybody saw that I was a champion on last week's podcast. Uh, I am also the best in the UNO group of putting together championship videos. Nobody can touch it until it gets passed. I Gary, am the champ of that because Gary, I set a new Gary, standard. Bro. You can admit this. Time, I just sent you everything <sighs> I sent to them in our group. So you can see everything that I did. And you can see the beauty. Gary, you've had five years to work on this, though. <laughs> so that, 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 <laughs> same, that same fantasy league that you talk about that you went on a 40-game win streak, you was on a 40-game losing streak in this other league. I've only played four games, though, sir. And you're, you're one this. in three, Gary. You're one Damn. in three. Uh, I like those odds. That's a good batting <laughs> average. <laughs> this yeah. isn't baseball. If this I'm in the pros, baseball. that's a good batting average. It's not, hey, it's not baseball. It's Uno. Gary, did you, did, you finish, did you finish out the videos? I never saw if the, the belt gave birth. I just sent you everything in the group chat. You'll be able okay. to watch it. I Tom, put them all together. Tom, gets, <laughs> take a view. It gets bad, bro. It, it takes a left hand turn <laughs> quick. And just know, for reference, so people know, I made about eight videos and I put music and everything together and I cataloged it, did it all, put it together, oh, sent man. it. They all got it. You got to watch them in order that they were sent time. Um, and, and you know what, Gary? I do commend you because you actually put yours together where I know for a fact that D'Angelo normally. Yes. Uh, <laughs> causing people to do this for him. What are you talking about? I do, I do my together. own, bro. Like, See, I've done, I've done one for you. That's okay. how I know you. Oh, <laughs> now the truth comes out. Here we go. Here we go. Well, well, that's why I said, I don't know if you guys saw it, but you know, because I saw Reese's dollar a day thing. Yes. I was like, D, I can't believe you let her get away with that. That's a video we did back in the day. Um, Unbelievable. But yeah, so I put color out. I put like eight or nine videos together, and I already got the next storyline that the new one that's coming out for whenever I win next time, I will be prepared with what's coming in the future. Well, if you're going by the same cadence this year, you got another five years, Carolina, before you (laughs) you win another championship. Well, well, we'll 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 put the Uno talk behind us because uh, let's do a, a reverse back to what I was asking about the uh, the escape room. room. I want to know, so D, what what have you learned? Because I I love escape rooms. I've done quite a few. Uh, I've done one with Gary. Um, what have you learned in this process of escape rooms and the overall, you know, the aspect of the team? Like, I want to know what what do you think? Because to me, to me. As far as I've learned, you got to identify quickly who's somebody you just, you just can't listen to what they're saying. Yeah, who's the weak link in your family? Who's the weak link in your so, family? So, so here's here's the thing, uh, and and this is what I love about the escape rooms. We had an escape room team, and we've only not gotten out of one escape room, but it has a ninety nine percent fail rate. Uh, and we failed that room, and they even gave us thirty minutes extra. It's a really, really hard room. 
Um, so yeah, and we prided ourselves on not getting hits and stuff like that, and we worked our ass off. So this isn't our first stretch of escape rooms, but this is our first stretch of escape rooms with our kids. So it's the wife, me, and the kids. My oldest daughter is absolutely ready for escape rooms. Even ask her to join our team because her way of thinking is a puzzle brain, and you got to have a puzzle brain when you go in these escape rooms and there's certain what people don't understand about escape rooms and having a team just having roles on that team and fulfilling those roles and not stepping outside of those roles will help you advance a lot faster in the escape rooms than it would if you did it the other way i'll give you a case in point my role in this family in our escape rooms is I'm more so the brain. When I say the brain, I'm talking about I'm the one that's coming up with ideas of thinking outside the box. So if you give me a piece of paper, with this piece of paper, I'm going to say, hey, you know, and run down everything that could be associated with this piece of paper. And then my wife will grab it out of the air. Oh, this is what this means right here. And I'm like, damn, how did you pick that up? Okay, cool. And then my daughter is the one to act out what it is she pick up out of there. It's correct, and we move on. It's it's like clockwork. We just kind of fell into those roles. Now my role on the team, when I'm with the team, I'm not the brains. I'm more so the the ones that's going around and putting in codes, and I'm more so my wife in that sense. So you got to know what role you are on each team and make sure that you play that role to the utmost ability and don't try to force a role that you feel like you're good at. So you don't force a role that you feel like you're good at. You take the role that you're given because that makes the group better and able and enables you to move faster through the rooms. I like that. I like that. And uh, one, <laughs> I, you, so you've done it with friends. I remember one of the famous ones that I've done is we went uh, to one for a bachelor party and it was kind of our first, it was kind of, I want to say it was my second escape room. So it's still kind of getting into the whole roles thing. And we get in there and we all decide to break up and take different parts of the room, you know, cause the first, the first thing is you try to identify like stuff that's in the room, like might be hidden, you know what I'm saying? Just to get all the clues out that you can. So everybody like just looked for like a, you know, random stuff that might be sitting somewhere that might be all part of a you know the puzzle well of course it gets down to the end and there's a certain piece of the puzzle we need in ours in our sense it was a magnifying glass and we are like where in the hell is this magnifying glass and everybody swears up and down that they've checked their areas and lo and behold it was in one of the areas that one of the guys he didn't open the book and it was like a fake book. And it was a box with a magnifying glass in it. And so immediately we learned we cannot trust everybody to be able to search every, their, their section of the room. So you got to be willing to comb over the room. And, well, I think, I, go ahead. I, and I was saying, and I think, you know, like kind of like you said, you got those people that think, you know, have puzzle brains and can put stuff together. But yeah. then there's always going to be that person 
that you have to ignore. That's like a red herring. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they're yes. always saying some nonsense. And you're like, bro, we already used that. We solved that puzzle 10 minutes ago. Stop. But they keep coming back to it. And they're like, no, this means something. I swear. <laughs> but you know what? But then that's the person that randomly puts in a code later on and opens it for no reason. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so they have that one thing to hold on to and they hold on to it for years bro. for years that's the only thing they ever done so the the person that the 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 people that run the escape room come in afterwards like so how did y'all figure out this one You know, they come like, wait, how did y'all unlock this? Because we didn't, we didn't see y'all putting that process together. <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. Well, I think, and you always gonna have. I think there's nothing wrong with having somebody that their job is always to go back over everybody else's area to, like you said, to make sure somebody didn't miss something. And that's the person you think that is not that is probably the best at going over things with a fine tooth comb. So, like, you would if you would have had somebody, hey. Like if time's job was, hey, I'm going to go through everybody's thing after I go through my section, then, hey, you'll you'll two eyes are always better than one. Yes. And, I, and I think that's the best way to go about that. So you always have somebody who can look over everybody else's spots as well to make sure nothing's missed. Because it's easy in those situations because it's high pressure. You know, you have a certain amount of time, and especially if you're with a group of friends, you don't want to be the one that messes everybody up. So you're already at, well, at least with our group. I don't know other people how they are when they go do escape rooms, but you don't want to be the person that screws everything up. So it's already a high tense situation for you going in. Right. So yeah, you always want to go back over everything and not be offended that somebody's well, going back over and your and stuff. Two, a part of it is is like people think about things differently. So when you look at a puzzle, your mind might get locked in to something that's completely wrong. Whereas if somebody else comes across it and looks at it and they like immediately like, oh, this is what this is. And you're like, damn! I would have never thought that that you know to think of it that way. So that's why it's good. Yeah. Anything with math, I, I'm over it. Get, get somebody else got it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll remember that. And uh, one more thing before I shut us down: cinnamon and sugar is back on YouTube. We will be up and running every week, and I can't wait for these fellas to post. About and it is on the, uh, the Cinnamon and Sugar <laughs> Podcast YouTube. It's not on the yes. CNS cinnamon Network. Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. It's yes. a CNS Podcast now. We changed to a different site because we didn't want it to be bombarded with everything that we're doing for the other Cinnamon and Sugar page. Speaking of that, did you want to give any previews for what you got going on this week? And This week we're going to film another ghost investigation. We do have another one coming out within the next two weeks or so. We'll have one yes. coming out. Uh, so be on the look, we'll keep you posted. That will be on the skeptic page. So we have three different pages, but all different contents. And and speaking of ghosts, D'Angelo, I need you to be prepared to talk about Love is Blind Charlotte next week. I need you to be prepared to talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah, I am not watching that crap. <laughs> I, I was not going to watch dumbest, it. Had, it's the I, dumbest I, concept and show ever, bro. I agree. Oh, hold I on. Agree. Is it or is dealer no deal on an island just as bad? <laughs> what? The they, they're doing dealer no deal on an island. I that makes no sense. <laughs> so what? What is it? What is it like? A mix Actually, with survivor? Because like, that that might pick, that might could no, be a thing. I don't think it's like survivor. I think it's they pick a a number or they they pick a number 
or whatever, and that's their number. The rest of the cases are hidden around the island. They have to go find it to open it. And then that's how it gets eliminated. Oh, okay. Something like well, that. All right. As long as they're not just standing there and just the background no, was changed. Just, I'm not going to watch it because it sounds like it's such a dumb idea. But if somebody else wants to let me know how it is, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll look at the reviews. <laughs> yeah, we'll check the reviews. Hopefully they're as good as Space Jam 2 is. But until next week, we'll be back with another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Like <laughs> Go check us out on Podbean, uh, you know, Apple, wherever you get your, your listening, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And then also on YouTube, make sure you go back and watch last week's episode so that you can see Gary Barnage wearing the Uno belt around his neck the whole time as so graciously betrothed to him by D'Angelo Williams and his grace and humbleness. In time, feel free to watch the videos I sent you and comment in our group whenever we go. And feel free not to watch the videos. (laughs) (laughs) We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.